Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 105. All right, big news, San Diego Comic-Con, July 23rd, 8 p.m., 4th and B. Our first guests have been announced. Matt Smith and Karen Gillan, yes, the doctor himself and the companion, uh, will be guests on the Nerdist Podcast live. We're going to have some other surprise guests, too, so uh, make sure you get your tickets right away because they will go away quickly. Uh, You can get info for that at Nerdist.com. Also, if you listen to podcasts with your ears, which I'm assuming you do, and you need new earbuds, Nerdist Podcast listeners get $10 off earbuds when they go to tweakedaudio.com slash Nerdist, and like us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash Nerdist. Ah, I hate telling people to like me. I mean, in general, I feel like that's what we all do with most of our actions, but to just come out and say it, it's weird. What about a hug button? Can we get a freaking hug button? Hug me on Facebook. Doesn't that sound better? I feel like that sounds better. Anyway, that's not how that paradigm works. So this podcast was recorded at uh, C2E2. It's a big uh, comic and entertainment expo in Chicago a few months ago. Uh, it was sort of a dollhouse panel, but it was Eliza Jushku and Tomo Pennekit, and uh, we talked about a ton of stuff, and they were both phenomenal. Awesome people, super cool, uh, really nice to the fans, really funny, and so uh, I hope you enjoyed this panel. I've been holding on to it for a little while, uh, just because we've had a bunch of other time-sensitive ones that have gone up first, and so I am thrilled uh, that we are able to finally post this, the Nerdist Podcast number 105, Eliza Dushku and Tom O'Pennicott. And me! Hashtag hooray pants. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for coming. This Look at how awesome. many people there are. Wow, this is great. This is like, this is like comic, putting Comic-Con to shame. Nice. <laughs> have, you done, uh, have you done Comic-Con before? I have, I have. Not to dog Comic-Con, all right? That's going to be what everybody hears. Um, I have, but it's been... When did, when did we go? It'll almost be three years, right? Yeah. I yeah think we did we, three years ago. We did it right after we did the, uh, the original pilot. Yep. Was anybody there? Yeah, like three people. Four people. <laughs> Ew. From Good Chicago, I don't go I to San you. Diego. Yeah, right. Uh, so you guys were on a little program called Dollhouse. Uh, right on. That's right. I love the kind of sports enthusiasm from the guy in the front row. Yeah! <laughs> It's like it's angry Chicago, and man. throwing Those the Those are our up. peeps, dude. You don't yeah. even get it. Oh, no, I do. I, I, I live among <laughs> the nerds. I, I know how it works. Uh, so, uh, Eliza, you actually uh, developed this show with Joss. 
right? So could you just... I did. We did. Tell a little bit of the story about how, the, how that came about. How, you know, did you approach Joss? What happened? Well, we had worked um, together on another little show called Buffy. Yes. Slayer. Yeah. A few people. Um, and we had done that. God, I had just graduated high school. I was 17, and I moved out to L.A. to do a few episodes of Buffy, and we became kind of BFFs, and we had such a great time on that show, and, and the character of Faith. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. No, no, you um, have to. Yeah, yeah, you have was to. Was so beloved by fans all over the world. <laughs> wow. It's like my own little Faith Monsters or something. Um, and so we, we did the show, um, <laughs> And years later, I wanted to work with him again because he's my homie. And so I called him and we we went to lunch and a four hour lunch turned into turned into coming up with the the idea for Dollhouse. So in one lunch, you guys came up with the the, the concept for Dollhouse. Some people know the story. He literally went to the bathroom and when he came back, he was like, it'll be called Dollhouse. So what did he do in there that (laughs) helped uh, get that going? And we were also at, like, he had picked this fancy schmancy restaurant in L.A., the Ivy by the Shore. Oh, yes. Um, and we wondered what show would have come out of our lunch had we been at, like, a Wendy's or a Burger King. <laughs> so I'm glad <laughs> Joss kept it fancy. So then uh, how did you get uh, Tomo involved? Uh, did, you, did you just audition for it? Did, did you already? We begged. <laughs> yeah, right. Far from begging. <laughs> I got the call, though. That was flattering enough. I, I um... My manager called me up and he said, uh, Joss Whedon wants to talk to you about a project. And I was like, really? Well, why isn't he called? Have you given him my number? What's going on? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Joss called me and we had a great conversation. And uh, we talked for like 45 minutes. And he talked at length about the premise for the show. And it sounded amazing because I never, I mean, as you all know, the, the premise was so unique. Nothing had been done like that in television. And the way he described Paul and Eliza's character and the relationship and, and the, uh, the course the show was going to take possibly, uh, you know, over the first season was, uh, it was so interesting. And I was so flattered that he was, you know, calling and asking me to be a part of it. And we, you know, when he first started telling me too, I, I, I immediately thought of a book that I recently read in the last year called uh, Never Let Me Go. Has anybody? <laughs> Excellent book, right? Did anybody see the movie? Yeah. <clears throat> really quite good. I mean, oftentimes adaptations aren't very good, but it was, it was excellent. Anyway, um, I remember mentioning the book. I was like, you know, it kind of reminds me of this book I read. And Josh was like, that is so strange. He goes, I read that book too. He goes, yeah, I think I stole some ideas from that, didn't I? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I won't tell if you don't tell. And, and the lawsuits like, begin now. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, now that I've just ratted out Josh, hey, he's not my boss anymore. I can rat him out. No, um, <laughs> And then after that, I, uh, I ended up having a test. This lovely lady flew all the way back from Peru. I think I was in Peru, yeah. She was in Peru. She's always somewhere all over the world. And uh, she flew all the way back, and then we read together. And I found out a few days later that I had the job. So, yeah, it was great. That's, That's how I got it. Lucky to have you. It was yeah. awesome. And I don't know if you guys know what the, the testing process in television is. You go into a room full of... Uh, uh, angry, soulless executives who are tied together with strings of hatred. And uh, you basically have to perform. Like you, you have to be as real as you can be uh, in this really artificial environment. So what, what was your testing process? No pressure. Like? No pressure. This no pr- is the no rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. You get one shot. If you screw this up, it's over. Yeah, you know what? Uh, luckily, this wasn't one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Joss was kind enough to like take me into one of the studios of Fox, the two of us. I think we had... A cameraman. There was like four mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Everyone was around, but I think Joss had actually instructed them. Maybe it's because he felt how nervous I was or something, but he had like told people to hide. They weren't allowed to be around. There was all the casting. All the <laughs> casting people were there. They were like hiding behind the bleachers mm-hmm. and stuff. Everyone, so you'd hear like a cough or a sniffle or see little eyes peek out or what have you. But it was basically just the three of us. And uh, it made it a lot easier for me. We get Joss is very actor friendly like yeah, that. Yeah, he is. He, he knows the drill and, and he wants to keep it. Yeah, make people comfortable, and that's it's rare, but it's nice. And so that I assume that's mu- that's what it's like to work with him on a day to day basis as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's one of the best, and I mean, I think you see, you know, he's known for for discovering people that don't necessarily have a huge career, um, you know, pre pre him, mm-hmm. and uh, it's amazing that 
he can really tap into people and get them to, you know, just pull out these incredible performances from people that are relatively new in the business. And it's because of that, you know, what we're talking about, that uh, that intimidation factor isn't there. He's so comfortable. He's so self-deprecating and funny and weird and adorable. Yeah, it <laughs> makes it so makes much easier to work with. Yeah, because yeah. he is like that. Like Liza can tell you a million one stories. She's obviously worked with him for years, but he like he can be very serious because he knows what he's going to do as a director and a writer yeah. and executive producer. He has a vision. He he works at a quick pace also, but mm-hmm. when he needs to, he's he's the weirdest little goofy man you've ever <laughs> seen. He he's incredibly An witty and funny, dancer. but he'll throw into this weird little dance. Maybe you can try and convince Eliza to do the dance. I don't do it justice. It's the strangest thing you've ever seen, but you laugh your ass off if you see it. And he'll pull it out at the weirdest times, too. He'll be like, really, Joss? Are you dancing? It's kind of like the Elaine from Seinfeld meets like a chicken knee knocking. It's bizarre. I think that is the first time anything's ever been described as Elaine from Seinfeld meets yep. a chicken. <laughs> you know, be, Joss, it's quite accurate. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, like, Joss is the real deal. Like, he is the, he is the real deal, uh, hardcore nerd. We, I, I lived across the street from him for a while. You did. And we would just kind of, every once in a while, I'd come home, and he'd be coming home at the same time, and we would just shout Python references across our driveways, <laughs> like, hey, Joss, knee, knee, knee. And he would shout back, and I'm like, that is a guy I want to marry. Like, I want to marry that guy. <laughs> I totally want to marry that guy. Well, you were already, a, you were a child actress. Uh, you, had, you, had done, you had done some stuff, like A True Lies, I know. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and so... Uh, but then you Thanks. did you take you take some time off and went to school and, and and all that stuff. I was going to I was I was about to take time off. Well, I went I took time off to go to high school mm-hmm. a little bit and then um, I was enrolled at my mother's a professor and I was enrolled at her university and I was seventeen and graduated high school and I was about to go into school. I had my dorm picked out and. Uh, I got asked to do a few Buffy shows, so I thought I'd make some money for school and came out to do a few shows, and then, you know, it was like, Buffy or college? Buffy or college? (laughs) And uh, I stuck with Buffy and figured I could go to college later. Well, and it was so perfect because, uh, you know, your character... Who I'm surprised, like, it, it seems like, oh, that character probably should have been there from day one. Like, just to have that perfect dark counterbalance mm-hmm. uh, to Buffy. Um, I actually, uh, I asked Twitter for uh, some questions, mm. and this lady... Uh, Please don't ask them all. The what? <laughs> Censor them a little bit. Yeah, listen, I just I have a Twitter two or three hundred thousand questions to get through. <laughs> uh, this one is, uh, at Selson asks, this is a lady, when you played Faith... I'm just doing a voice that I think might be hers. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Ed Selson. When you played Faith, did you play up the sexual tension with Buffy on purpose, or did you just have great chemistry with Sarah? Um, I, think, I think there are just some things that are there. It was just happening. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to lick my lips after that. <laughs> that was an involuntary lip licking. I just mentioned her name. Did you, did, you, did you make a tss? I heard you make that sound. Was, who was that? I, I don't know. No, it's funny. Actually, Sarah, I had known Sarah. Um, we had the same manager from when we were both like 10 years old. My manager found me on my first movie when I was 10, and she represented myself and Sarah and Brittany Murphy. And uh, so we had known each other for a long, you know, for a while. So when it, that was sort of how I got to come on the show. I didn't know much about the show before I was on it. And so... You know, we were just sort of these opposites, and I blazed in, and we did it. Now, uh, did you uh, do all your own stunts? You, there are a lot of high kicks <laughs> in that show. There are a lot of high kicks. I like the stunts. I mean, I like, I'm a very physical young woman, and I enjoy, I grew up with three brothers, and I always sort of enjoyed. The knowing nod I'm from just saying. I enjoy. I'm just saying. Um, she kicked my ass a few times in the a show. A few times, and I broke my finger, and it wasn't it wasn't fighting. But um, but yeah, I enjoy jumping in. And I also I remember watching some of the first like one of my first episodes, and every time I saw the stunt woman, I would get really pissed off. So I would I wanted to be in it and not have you know the cutaways of like wig flying me, wig flying me. Yeah. So. <laughs> you just see some like husky chick with a or yeah. a dude with a wig. Don't in the get me wrong. We had some badass stunt people that that actually came back and worked with us on Dollhouse, and that I've you know I've requested at various points in my career because they're awesome. And there's some stuff that I just can't do, 
But um, I do like to do as much as I can, as much as the studio will allow. Right. Yeah. Because they don't want you to get hurt. Right. Now, uh, Tamo, for instance, uh, is a, a Muay Thai uh, kickboxer. Is that not correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a passion of mine. I do it as much as I can. I've recently uh, actually been training again. Unfortunately, in the business, oftentimes when you're working, you can't really... You just can't do it consistently. Yeah, but, but I have know, been doing it again. If you want, like, that if, scene with you in the pilot though was so hot. That was cool. Remember the cool. with the fighting <laughs> and the great. dude with the tattoos yeah. and you were gnarls. That that's, was that's, that was dope. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I starved myself for about two weeks for that scene. <laughs> no, uh, that scene originally was written. I remember when I got it, uh, the first episode. Joss uh, wrote it as a boxing scene. Joss, being a big uh, Battlestar Galactica fan, he'd seen and heard that I could box. He, he exactly loved the boxing episode in Battlestar. So he originally had it written that way. And uh, I went in the office and I was like, knock, knock, knock. You know, it's the first episode. I don't want to bother Joss. He's being creative and brilliant. At the time, I think he was like twirling a pen, walking around his office. <laughs> <laughs> Active thought. I was like, Joss, um, listen, I, I've been doing this martial art for a number of years. Very passionate about it. It's called Muay Thai. Uh, he's like, can I have some Pad Thai with that? <laughs> and then you kicked him in the throat. Yeah, and then jumping knee to his head. <laughs> Pretty much, I convinced Joss to change. He's like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about, but as long as you can do it, let's do it. He said, the problem is, he goes, I can't tell you how many actors have told me they can do something like ride a horse mm-hmm. or a motorbike or what have you. And he goes, we go to the day, the day of shooting, and oftentimes they cannot do this. He goes, mm-hmm. I hope that's not the situation. I go, I promise you, it's not the situation. So. Um, Excuse me. I got to end up uh, helping to choreograph the entire fight scene. I got to beat up a 245-pound Samoan who normally would have squished my head. And uh, I had a ton of fun. That was well, awesome. That's another thing about Jaybird, as I lovingly call him. Um, is that he? And we will all do that too now. <laughs> Jaybird. You're going to shout it across um, the street when you see him go home. <laughs> Jaybird. <laughs> Poison dart. <laughs> I, have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of nicknames for that boy. But... Um, he, he that's he's like that. I mean, he likes to take inspiration from from the people. And when we sat down for our meeting, it was like we sort of had a promise that I would keep him abreast of all of my adventures and and things, so that we could sort of write them into the story. And and you know, the second episode had the um, what was the second episode called? <laughs> uh, what was it? The with the fa- with hunting. crossbow, yeah, the crossbow, the hunting, yeah. yeah. That There's 2,000 nerds here. Someone must know the name of the second <laughs> yeah, episode. What was it? Target. There you, thank you. There you go. The Target episode. Appropriate name. Ten had... points for Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I was, um, I was elk hunting in Colorado. Sorry to the vegetarians out there, but I... Wait, eat, what? I eat what I kill. I think that's hun- the best way if you're going to eat meat, you know. Thank it's, you. And it's you know what? It's so people. hard to get quality elk steaks. <laughs> Hey. You gotta go out and kill it. It's, the ones uh, that Trader Joe's are with they're just not good. Yeah, they're not good. They're frozen. You were elk hunting. I was elk hunting in Colorado, and it was like literally we sent each other crossing emails. I was emailing him my story about my the elk I'd taken down, and he was emailing <laughs> me the um, the story for like the the one sheet and like the entire uh, dollhouse plan. And he wrote we we literally sent the email in the same moment. We had met two weeks before. That was kind of weird and cool and serendipitous. And so um, he was like, "Yeah, that'll be the second episode." <laughs> so he takes things from your life. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, did you use a gun or did you kick the elk in the face? <laughs> I am a skilled bow hunter, but I, um, we did use a gun. That is nine kinds of awesome. I had no idea. How, what, what, you what, and what, four people again. Yeah, but still. I think that's Liza, a, didn't they have you on a talk show and you actually pulled out the bow? Oh, yeah. I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. I, yeah, she was on I, Kimmel showing that thing off. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, we love Jimmy Kimmel. Cut it out. So, what, With what salt and pepper on him? What was the, <laughs> what was the experience like from a producer standpoint? I mean, you know, cuz you're used to acting on shows and, and just being a performer. How did your perception of show business change when you actually had to be a producer on a show? Um, I really loved it and that's, you know, it was such a great opportunity to have that come to be because now that's what I'm doing more now. And I, you know, like you mentioned, I was a child actor and, uh, 20 years, I just turned 30, 20 years I've been in this business. And so just to, to go to transition into being on the other side and, and being 
more of the, the storyteller and being a, a producer of the stories you want to tell. Um, it's just, it, it adds that much more of a personal investment in what you're doing. And so definitely on Dollhouse, it was like, he said from the beginning, you know, this isn't just going to be a cute little title to put on the front of the show, Liza Dishku producer. I want you to um, get in it and I want you to, to be in, involved in, in more ways than just an actor. And, and it was just, it was rewarding. It was hard, but it was rewarding. If uh, Tamo uh, gave you shit anytime, or you'd be like, uh, "Shut up, or you're fired." fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even try. No, even I if she actually... wasn't the producer, I don't want to mess with Eliza, man. Yeah, I no, and I her. made a point to never be that girl that was like, "Well, you know, I don't think I ever at one point, you know, threw my my p word around." <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just sort of. You know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, uh, Tabo, you, uh, as you uh, mentioned before, were also on a program called uh, Battlestar Galactica, which was awesome. Yes, sir. Father of a Cylon, baby. Uh, so, h- how did you get involved in uh, BSG, as the kids call it? You know what? The same way as always. I, I, uh, I went in for an audition. I didn't read the script. I heard about this new miniseries, Battlestar Galactica. I got the sides for Hilo. And uh, this isn't really a spoiler alert, but it was the scene on the planet where I basically give up my seat. And I've got the, uh, the dialogue we're sharing. You guys are going to have to excuse me. I'm sniffling the whole time here. This AC is getting to me. And I've got, like, I need a snot rag is what go I on, need. Go on. We did a lot anyway. of cocaine backstage to get up to this. I'm, I am I was doing bumps. Right now. Just came from L.A. This is what we do. I've been up for a couple days. I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't tell, though, right? <laughs> Oh, okay. In the front again, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. Bumps, I love them. <laughs> All right, so back to Battlestar. Ah. <laughs> I just want to punch them. I just want to punch an elk. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I went in there and I told the producers, just give me the job, okay? I'm the guy for the job. Uh, I think he's going to kill us. Yeah. So anyway, I had an audition. I went in. There's this guy named Michael Reimer. He was the key director. Uh, I had the audition with him. It was a great audition. I felt really good about it. And then I didn't hear anything for a week. And I'm like, well, I guess I didn't get that job. I think it was eight or nine days later I got the call and I was told that I, I got the job. So that was it. That's pretty great. And you, and you, you grew up in, you're, you grew up in Canada. Uh, I, I was reading online, your father, one Canada supporter, apparently. Uh, <laughs> we have one Canadian lover over there. I love guy. it. Your father was the uh, premier of uh, the Yukon. Is this he correct? was the premier of the Yukon. Yes, it's a very prestigious title. You didn't know that. What, what is it? What does a premier? What does a premier do in the uh, Western well, West I think territory? It's, I think it's just like a, it's like a governor, except you know the Yukon is a vast territory. It's very large. If you've ever looked at the map, the thing, the the, the part of the uh, you know the country that uh, Alaska is attached to, that's all the Yukon. So that's where I grew up. There's only thirty-two thousand of us, though. There's not many of us. So, so how do you, he did a lot. But there's only 32,000. Were, were you your community theater? Like, how do you... <laughs> Tamo, yes, there Tamo were five theater of us. Theater presents Tamo <laughs> in Tamo's life. Yeah, exactly. I've been, I've been joking for a while now since uh, I haven't worked in a year. <laughs> no, I have. I have. <laughs> but I, I've always got this ongoing joke with my, uh, my dad and my agent. I'm like, well, you know, I can always go back to Whitehorse and do a community theater. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where I made my start. So I'm doing okay. For a little boy from the Yukon. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a very artistic community. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, small northern communities, specifically, you know, Whitehorse and the Yukon that I grew up in. A lot of arts, a lot of music, a lot of acting, a lot of theater. And a lot of drinking. <laughs> and fighting and partying. But music, art, and theater, and culture also. It's a really nice mix. And you have, like, an adorable, delicious, like, house out in the... I've got a cottage. Yeah, I've got a cottage. Uh, you guys aren't allowed to come unless I invite you. But I'll tell you generally where it is. Does anyone know where uh, Whistler, B.C. is? Yeah. North of Vancouver, one of the best ski hills in the world. So it's just north of that. So I spend a lot of time up there. I'd be working like 18-hour days for two weeks, and Tama would like roll in with pictures on his iPhone and be like, I was just in my lovely cabin on a stream in the mountains, and I was just relaxing and hanging with friends, and there were all these pictures. I was like, that's awesome, you jerk. <laughs> Me with a tan, big hair, rolling with some flip-flops and like Hold some on. no shirt on. She's like, what are you She's doing? She's R&R, man. She's like, like, Josh, should we fire this guy or maybe make him work some more? 
So people should start lining up if you want to start uh, getting some questions out there. Uh, just line up at the at the two microphones. I'm still um, invited, right? I can. You're always okay, invited. Cool. Now, yeah. Tom, Tom, Eliza, uh, your your relationship, your character's relationships uh, between uh, Echo and Ballard on Dollhouse, uh, your relationship was interesting. Mm-hmm. What what? How did? Oh, what is this guy doing? Thank you, my friend. Oh my god. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that's so. I didn't know if sweet. I was going to be. Don't touch those. They're poison. <laughs> You saved me. I'm gonna make sure this is okay. Yeah. My first that's thought was that's me. so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome security in this joint, though, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, when, the, when the moderator is here, uh, that's really what it is. I'm a doll. I was programmed to save you. <laughs> Thank uh, you for this. I was about to punch you in the head. I didn't know what you were doing, but oh my god, that poor guy. That scared me for a second. There you are. I just heard big feet running towards me. I, like, I know. Yeah, you don't run up on a kickboxer. Also, uh, excellent security. Excellent security. Yeah, no one right. on the sides. No one on the sides. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the relationship that, that your characters had and, and, and sort of how it evolved. Eliza? He lives inside me now. Ah. <laughs> At the end... Oh, God. We're living happily ever well, we after ended now. The show, you know, we yeah, we had this this t- talk about our relationship, Tomo. Yeah, see, you see how she passed that off. <laughs> I tried to give it to her, and she's like, Tomo. Well, I mean, it was tumultuous tricky, at times, tricky. wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it I was, think I think one thing I'd like to say about the, 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 I'm very proud of Battlestar. Or Battlestar. I'm proud of Battlestar. I am, <laughs> and Dollhouse. Other show. But Other I think. Show. <laughs> Originally, when Joss described the, um, the ideas and the arc that he was going to have in the first season, that our relationship was going to have, it would have taken a very different direction. Who, who saw the original pilot? What would you guys think of it? It's amazing, right? I was a big, big fan of it. And um, it just, it, things would have happened so differently. And it was really quite confusing when we started off because we were block shooting four different episodes. So I kept on having to remind myself, okay, so I don't, no, I, I've met her. No, I haven't met her. Who have I met? Like, we were constantly being reminded. Joss would have to put notes on the scripts. It was a little confusing in the beginning. Our relationship, I think, was still finding its feet in some ways in that first season. We eventually, I kind of felt halfway through, it, it was more clear. And even as an actor, me personally, I started to feel, okay, I know my character a little bit more. Uh, I feel more confident where the, the direction that they're going to take us it, it seemed to be more clear, where it was, you know, at first it was struggling, and, and naturally so. You know, we had to cannibalize the original pilot and sort of mix it into the first three episodes, mm-hmm. which was difficult. You know, it start, it, we didn't start off that well. I think we did with the original pilot, but then when, you know, we yeah, redid the pilot. Yeah, it took you a minute to find me, damn it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, I remember reading posts. It's like, is this guy an idiot? Like, I mean, she's right there. The, the, when is he going to find her? The dollhouse is real. That yeah. was a good one. I still yeah. say that sometimes. The dollhouse <laughs> is real. Paul. Well, I think what, what's so great and what, what's great about what you guys did, and, and certainly I think one of the attributes that Joss has as a, as a creator is that, uh, you know, the characters aren't as black and white as characters in a lot of shows. And it was kind of fun to watch uh, the character of Ballard just kind of slowly descend into this obsessive kind of thing uh, yeah. over, over Echo. I think, I, you know, I... I think the biggest biggest turn for the fans, I mean, anybody who watched the show, was like Paul being brought in to the dollhouse and actually working for the dollhouse. That was a huge switch. I mean, uh, it was a great way to, uh, to, to wrap up the first season, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, we have some uh, people standing at microphones. Let's start on this side. Uh, what, is, what is your name, sir? Uh, name's Coffrey. Uh, we can't hear you very well, Mitch. Joffrey? <laughs> I get that a lot. My name's Coffrey. Oh, Coffrey. Hi, Coffrey. Hello. Spoke to you earlier. I love your name. <laughs> Egyptian, you. right? Yeah, that's right. That's a great name. Two He's things. a boxer, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Oh, this is your Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what advice do you have for a guy who uh, wants to be named Coffrey? <laughs> Drink a lot of milk. All right. <laughs> Two things. Eliza, you're truly an original badass. Love you, dude. <laughs> Thanks, homie. <laughs> Tamo. Yes, Quick sir. question. Knowing your uh, career with Muay Thai and uh, kickboxing, I wanted to know how it felt to get your ass kicked by Echo, Caroline, <laughs> and probably, most likely, Faith. How did that feel, buddy? What did that, what did that do to your, uh, tish- your ego? Good thing we have these tissues on hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, 
<laughs> it's okay, I buddy. I get a little emotional when I talk about it. But. <laughs> I loved it, to be honest with you. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I got my ass kicked by Eliza. It was so cool. Every time. It really was fun. I'll tell Sometimes you this. even when I was like wearing a dress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he always had to look so good. They'd have her in heels. She'd be like throwing kicks and crazy. You know what amazed me about Eliza is because already hard challenge. Eliza, we need you to play five different characters this episode. Three different accents. You're going to have to learn to speak Spanish and Russian. And then we've got a small fight sequence that you're going to have to learn in 10 minutes and do with Tom O'Pennigan. And she would do it all. She would get it done. And she would show up in the day. Amaze me. Serious professional here. She always showed up. Um, I kind of asked for it. It was a little late in the you game. You did, though. To be That's like, yeah, thing. I'm not really feeling like doing this right <laughs> That's now. That's Tom Joss. Yeah. Joss, I can do Sleepy. everything and anything. <laughs> yeah. And he made you do it, didn't he? Yeah. He put you through the ringer. You worked your ass off. It was great, man. The fight scenes, as she said, our stunt people were awesome on the show. We did a lot of our Mike own stuff. Massa represent. Yeah. They're so talented. They were all like, you know, ex-karate champions, kickboxing champions, taekwondo champions. Very, very talented. And Mike Massa had it in for me from the Angel days where I used to kick his ass because he doubled David Boreanaz. So he wanted to. And Massa being the, the yeah. head stunt coordinator, who is an amazing guy. Such a cool cat. Always a joy to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, you touched on something that, I, that this was sort of related to a Twitter question that we got. At Dan Harcourt says... Eliza, what was harder? That's how I envisioned his voice. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Hey, Eliza, what was harder? Uh, playing a doll or doing all of the character stuff after they programmed you? Playing a doll, I'd say, because it was so, like, we kept trying to find that doll, too, because it, it was that blank slate, like, mm-hmm. how do you keep a blank slate interesting? And how do you... Um, you know, I'm very expressive and I like gesticulate a lot and bop my head around. And he was like, yeah, don't do any of that. So we were always trying to find a way for me to kind of be glassy eyed girl and, and um, also keep it interesting. So the doll was was more difficult, I'd say. Cool. Because like, personalities, too. I'm multiple personalities a little bit as is. So that was more up my alley. Yeah, just all of the like... Don't blink. <laughs> like everyone, yeah. just the smiles. I and... like broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best lines ever. <laughs> I like broccoli. <laughs> Sir, what is, your, what is your name? Alvin. Hi, Alvin. Hello. Alvin. Yeah. Hello, Eliza. Yeah. Hi. First, I would like to say um, it's such a terrible loss that last year, 2010, Dollhouse got canceled by Fox before its time. Well, thanks for reminding us. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the year before that, 2009, another great show, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, was canceled by Fox as well. Mm-hmm. And after TSCC, Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, um, Summer Glau, she made four appearances on Dollhouse as yes. Bennett Halverson. Yes. She was awesome. Woo! She was so good. And uh, my question for both of you is, did you or Summer and Joss ever had a conversation or thought that Dollhouse was going to get canceled way too soon, just like Terminator? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fox and Joss, and just look at the history a little. Um, we hoped that it was going to be a new day, and uh, but, you know, you, you can't... Honestly, I mean, yes, it's obviously a bummer that we didn't get to go on, but we were really, really thrilled that this show got to have a life at all and got to get out the box and got to make it out there for all you fine people to enjoy. And so, I mean, we can't, I I just don't look back going like, damn it, you know, assholes, because (laughs) we got to do it to that you know and, and for those and those two seasons and we got season. to finish it yeah, yeah. And so actually you know was and let's be honest like you guys rock but not everybody else came to the party on the on those friday nights and <laughs> it's a business and you got to be realistic and and so uh you know it is what it is but at least it must feel okay that you feel like the show had, at least story-wise, you feel like maybe you had a little bit of resolution, unlike something like Deadwood, where it just like, oh, yeah. oh well, it kind of doesn't the plug really end. And it's like, don't come back to work tomorrow. Yeah. And it just, I mean, exactly. like True Calling, the show that I, another show I did. And um, Woo! thank you. Woo! 
Zach Galifianakis. Yes. Blowing up the spot Seriously, right now. Zach is, is all over the I saw, place. I saw a dude. I saw a dude. Dressed it, like him. Yeah, I've known Zach for, since the 90s, and it's weird to see a dude walking around Comic-Con with that baby on the front and the glasses. I'm like, oh, my God, this is weird. Yeah, he did a good Zach, too, that guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they. so the fact that they let us know that it was going to be canceled, but then they let us finish out the season, I mean, that was... That was a big deal and very, um, you know, we're appreciative of that. Definitely. Closure. There was, there closure was, for us all. There was a lot of days there, <laughs> first season and second season, where it was a little too quiet on set. Mm-hmm. We'd come in, do the blocking, I'm in the trailer, take a little nap, I'm waiting to get started, you know, it's like 5 a.m. And wake up an hour and 20 minutes later and panic, like, oh my God, what's going on? Why haven't they come to get me yet? We should be shooting. Open the door like, <laughs> Peek out, and there's no one out there, and I'm like, oh, God, we got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) No one told you. And they forgot to tell me. (laughs) Honestly, like, when I didn't see anybody, there was a couple times where I was like, oh, God, that's it. It's over. It's over. We didn't think we were going to come back for a second season, let's be honest. I mean, that was, in itself, was was a surprise and and a gift, so, you know. Absolutely. That's cool. Does that answer your question, Alvin? Uh, Yes. Thank you. Excellent. And now I'm going to call uh, TSCC, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, from now on. <laughs> Sir, what is your name? Um, Raphael. Raphael, how are you? I'm doing fine, and you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> um, I have a comment for Tom. I agree with you. I would love to get my ass kicked by Eliza, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? And on to the question. This is for Eliza. Um, you said you were mostly used to performing, you know, doing your thing on faith. And then when you went to Dollhouse, you had to step it up. Not only were you performing, you had to produce too. Like, and um, obviously you learned a lot. And what, what did you learn on how, what it takes to be a producer? You know, it's funny because the, the word producer in Hollywood is one of those words that people are always sort of like, what does that mean? And there's no real definition in a way i mean it's it's a producer is somebody that that gets the story told you know whatever it takes and so just as far as like being involved in in conversations with joss being you know again kept in the loop as to like where the story was going and and you know just different different aspects of crew and things that I didn't really know about before as an actress, you know, when you're talking, I just, I learned so much and was brought into the world of the actual operation of producing a TV show as opposed to just looking pretty and showing up, you know? So it, it was, I mean, definitely they were, they were good to me. I mean, I'm produ- I've been producing a film now that we should be shooting this year, but I've been producing this film for eight years, and the last four have been where it's really gained some momentum. But, you know, you hear that. Like, I, I'm doing a biopic on Robert Maplethorpe, and, you know, I would hear Salma Hayek talk about how it took nine years to get Freedom Made. I'm like, that's crazy, because as actors, you show up, and it's ready to go. You're ready to shoot. But there are just so many different elements. There, there is so much, you know, that people just don't see that goes into making something uh, come to come to be. So as far as you know, what what I did, they it was it was a lot of learning and a lot of um, just being just being brought into conversations and asked my opinions and my insights and my my you know, perspective on, on where the show went and how we got there and day to day. Also, I think just being, trying to be a leader and trying to, to be, you know, again, not just showing up with my, with, with myself in mind, but thinking of this as like, this is my family and th- these are my, my workers and we are going to work to make this happen in a different, you know, shift mentally as far as how to get it done. And sacri- you know, making sacrifices that maybe I wouldn't have made if it weren't my baby. I love hearing you talk about your P word. I mean producer, producer. <laughs> producer. Um, is that sufficiently answer your question? It does. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I didn't realize there were four microphones, and so there are people on the wings. That, oh my uh, gosh, you're yeah. so mean. I'm so sorry. I'm Rude. so sorry. I was just, I was looking like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't realize there was a big screen behind us. Uh, what is your name, sir? Uh, John is my name. John, you got a good voice. Thank you. Uh, hypothetical question to both of you. If Joss called you tomorrow and asked you to be in the Avengers, which role would you want? <laughs> oh. 
I mean, I, I live in the reality, bro. So it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And so I, I just choose not to play in that park. <laughs> let's, let's turn it around on you. <laughs> oh, snap. You didn't see that shit coming. <laughs> what, what, what roles do you think uh, we'd be appropriate for? Oh, Because I don't think Josh is going to call. Tough question. Wow. Um... <laughs> oh, come on. If I would say if uh, Eliza would be perfect to playing uh, Hulk's love interest if she doesn't, ret- if Liv Tyler didn't return the same way Edward Norton didn't, um, mm-hmm. I think you would be also perfect if you wanted to play the Wasp. I think that would be a good choice. Uh, for you, I think, um, man, there's so many to choose from. You could do, you could do Hank Pym. You could do... Um, Who? Oh, uh, Ant Man. He's he's only known the Avengers. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm nerdy enough just knowing that. I know it's been a while for me in the Avengers, so I'm, I'm not familiar with Hank Pym and Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm psyched for that movie though. I'm so I'm so excited for Josh and for everybody yeah. involved. And it's been it's obviously been a question: or was I gonna gonna pop into that? And uh, I mean, we had just spent. We, we like to, you know, space out our, our t- times working together, and it just sort of, we had just finished this, and, and that, was, that was his thing he was taking off to do. Excellent. Uh, I think this side over here has been neglected. <laughs> um, who, what is your name? I'm Amanda, and uh, my question was to Eliza. Hello to both of you. Hi. Awesome. I like your I costume. You oh, thank you. You are wearing... Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not that wearing costume, a costume. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I was wondering if there was a particular doll implant that you had trouble with or one that you liked to portray more than the others. Implant or imprint? Imprint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's all me, girl. Um, I enjoyed... Oh, my gosh. There were so many. And there were some that I didn't think I would enjoy, and then I really did. I loved... Um, Bell shows? <laughs> Bell shows? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were hilarious. You were brilliant in that episode. That was one of the funniest, best that- episodes we did. Thank you. Yeah, sure. that was fun. Also, um, you got a nice singing voice. Oh, uh, my God. That's what I learned. Singer, Thank you. I never claimed to, by the way, just for the record. That was always Joss, like, hearing me, you know, singing at people on stage and, and uh, I mean, on, like, the set. <clears throat> and he kind of made me do that. Um, but, ah, there were, there were a lot. I, di- I mean, I enjoyed, like, the Target episode because it was so amazing to be, whenever we got to sort of leave the dollhouse and go out on these crazy adventures. And that was sort of what I loved about the show was like that we, you know, we shot in the Angela's National Forest and we were like river rafting. And I mean, you get paid to just show up and do cool stuff. And um, I also enjoyed the Margaret episode. What was that? Uh, What was that? (laughs) I have a bad long-term memory. But um, where I got to work, you know, uh, with Olivia and we were peers in that episode and, and that Joss put stuff. me in an updo and that was uncomfortable but we made it through and I really enjoyed it. Well, yeah, but you shouldn't feel bad about not remembering stuff because you have a different perspective on this than people who watch the show. I mean, like, you're, you're working 15 hours a day and you're just trying to bang through stuff in a short amount of time, so a lot of it must feel like kind of a blur. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Especially when you do, like, I'm sure Eliza can say, say the same thing about uh, uh, Buffy, but when you do an episodic for a lot of years, it becomes, you kind of remember seasons, not episodes so much. Yeah. You're yep. shooting hours and hours. You know, you're doing 22, 24 episodes a year. I had that with Battlestar a lot. Mm-hmm. can't remember the specific episodes. Because I'm sure but people come up But I loved playing to- Echo when she was starting to get a sense of herself, for sure. Because once Echo had really become like a sum of all her parts, and she had access to all the different personalities, and she wasn't... Caroline anymore, thank God. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, really, Jaws? This is the girl that we're trying to get her back to? No. Um, but she's just kind of, you know. Um, but once she was Echo and she was coming into herself, I mean, that I felt like was really the beginning of where we had sort of started with, wanting, with what we wanted the show to be, which was like, you know, who am I really? And, and you know, all of these different people that everyone wants me to be, you know, no 
no uh, mystery that there's a little Hollywood actor question in there. Um, who am I really? And, and who, just the strength that it takes to, to, be, to be you and, and not be sort of like subjugated by, by the other people in the, in the world and around you. I mean, I loved that, that character. And, and we got to play with that a lot also one, in the final episode where, you know, I loved that scene in the truck where there was just all of the colors of her were there and she was really a complete person with all of these effed up people and things that had happened to her. And, and, but she had a sense of humor and she had, you know, she was just very, um, just extraordinary at that point, I think. So it was fun to play. And then I just had a quick thing for Tomaho. I was wondering if, I'm sorry, I probably pronounced your name wrong, but um, I was worried that in the finale you would be the one who Joss would axe because he always kills someone. Did you have that fear, or was that just my irrational? Well, I knew the show was going to end, so... Well, no, no, no. I mean, Joss, Joss kills your favorite character, and I always thought it'd be Paul. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether to thank you for that or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember when uh, Jed... Jed Whedon came and knocked on my trailer door very quietly. It was so soft. It was cute. I was just hanging out, and then I heard, tick, 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 tick. And I was, what is that sound? <laughs> it was, tick, 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 tick. Somebody at the door, and I opened it, and he was like, hey, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, what's up, buddy? Why are you acting so weird? And he's like, oh, I just wanted to talk to you um, about the last episode. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I knew right away. I'm like, get in You're here. You're dead. Yeah. I'm like, you're killing me, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one is it. safe in their world, man. Yeah, exactly. It could have been, yeah, it could have been anyone. Uh, so, did I see it coming? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. You know, the fact is, like Eliza was saying before, um, I'm just really happy we got it. We got to finish it. We got all 13 done. She mentioned how horrible it would have been for the fans, and for us too, as the actors, you get so invested in the show, and and when you're questioning, uh, you know, whether the show is going to survive or not day to day, which it was like for us many, many different times working on that show, uh, you know, to finally know, okay, listen, I, I know when we found out when Joss came and made the announcement on set, he's like, so I have some bad news, we're going to be cancelled, but we're going to be able to finish. It was bittersweet. It really was. It was like, for me, I had so much fun from that point on, because you don't have the worry of, we're going to be cancelled tomorrow, I might not see this through, what have you. We could actually see it through. So, ultimately, I was just happy that we got that done. You know? And it's not like when he died, he didn't get to go somewhere awesome. I'm <laughs> in her head. We're in there, we're having a party. <laughs> so, you still got paid for that episode. You're like, well, technically, I'm alive in her head. So I'm on my money, man. I'm in there. Man, Joss really knows how to end a show. Like, he will, he will, like you said, he'll kill the main characters. He will blow up the whole friggin' town. Like, he just, he just knows how to... He just knows knows how to end a show where you're like, damn, like, mm-hmm. there's no coming back from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, thank you for your question. Thank you. Uh, what is your name, sir? Uh, Jason. Jason, uh, what, is, what is your question? Uh, <laughs> Get up on that mic, Jason. <laughs> All right. uh, I love the show. Um, one of the things I noticed in some of the criticisms that Whedon fans had, uh, that I think... It seemed like unlike you know Buffy and Angel and Firefly, which started out pretty early on with a group that you knew was sort of like the the Scooby Gang, the home base. But Dollhouse didn't have that initially. It was all these individual journeys, and people didn't know what to connect to and all that. But you eventually got there with with you know getting a group together like that. Yeah, we had a little Scooby Gang. Yeah. Come on. Did, did, did you have a sense early on that that was going to be your goal to get there? It was just going to be a longer journey, or or is that something that you, you guys decided to shift into midstream? Um, I mean, I think from the beginning it was clear the players that he was setting up based on who were regulars and who were in the title cards in the beginning. I mean, it was definitely. Um, I mean, there, there were, yeah, there was, we were already kind of a posse, I feel like, when we came in. I, I mean, I maybe I don't understand what, you, what you're referring to. Well, the, the, the people didn't know who to, you know, who to root for. There was no, there was no uh, uh, group initially that they were all on the same side. They were all kind of fighting their individual things, and eventually they got together. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the people that were presented early on, even Paul, you know, he's supposed to be the hero, but 
It gets kind of icky with, uh, you know, the other dolls icky. and stuff. Well, I, you know. <laughs> I think that's part of a master plan yeah, to yeah. keep, keep people it. coming back and watching and seeing who goes where and who goes, yeah. You know what? I, I, you know, I kind of hear what you're saying for sure. But, you know, going back to that one point, I think, I think it, it, in some ways just in the beginning we were li- – not to say we, because I wasn't writing the episodes, but I was privy to some of it. You know, when I talked to Joss and Eliza and they'd share with me what was going on. But, you know, the, 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 the blueprint got changed and was changing daily. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like our relationship specifically was supposed to be sort of fleshed out and closer quite sooner. We were supposed to be going on a specific journey together. There was a different direction planned. So, you know, that's, but that's episodic. That happens. I watched that happen mm-hmm. in Battlestar too. It's such a collaborative process what we're bringing as the actors to the performance often changes the, the direction of a show completely. You'll see a relationship between two actors, a potential between two characters that you never saw before, um, uh, you know, a new uh, uh, storyline that, that you, you, know, you have to write for. And I think just in the beginning, there was a little bit of that happening. And so, you know, I, I heard some of the criticism in the beginning, but, you know, I, I like to think that we really found our feet about halfway through. It became really clear. And I think ultimately where we came in second season with all of us as a team, it was kick-ass, man. Yeah. I love that stuff. Like, and I mean, I think what you were together. speaking to earlier, yeah, about that's just J- Joss, you know, and the other writers, that's sort of their style, which I always have really loved, is that, you know, that it's not just black and white, and you don't really know who's bad, who's good, what's the gray area in between, and just that, you know, as soon as you start to love someone, you kill someone, or it's, it's always kind of keeping people... Um, you know, mystified and not knowing who who's good, who's bad. You know, like I loved that about the show is that some weeks Adele could be doing the most despicable, you know, evil things, and then the next episode you're weeping for her. Not unlike Faith. You know, I mean, God, I, I did some busted shit as Faith. I was killing people at a Pam can with a lighter. I mean, I was like torturing. <laughs> babies on that show and then everyone was like we love you girl you're amazing like don't die I mean that's the beauty of how he how he rolls cool I was not torturing babies maybe that's no that baby was an asshole and he was asking for it Uh, thank you for your question we have time for one more question Uh, who has the best question I, I think know. I think that is this young lady Who's right right be? here yeah, yeah. who's sitting up front. What what is your name? Serena. All right, Serena, what is your question? And it better be awesome. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, but um so what shocked me about Dollhouse was finding out who the founder was. And did you The show has been out for a while. Okay. I don't think there's spoiler <laughs> problems. So I, think, I don't good. think you come to this panel and be like, "God damn, they blew it." If you I haven't know. seen it, I didn't know. If Can't you're here and you haven't seen the it yet, then um, yeah. prepare okay, so to be. Yeah, that was Finding a great out that Boyd was the founder really shocked me personally. Yeah. Like I, I usually try to come up with ideas about what could be going on, but that one just didn't occur to me. So, did you know that from the beginning, or was that something? Hell that no. <laughs> and I thought that was really unkind. Joss knew I already had daddy issues. <laughs> And he really just hosed me with that. Takes me in the heart. Some payback. Yeah, I had no idea. That was a brilliant twist. When I read that, I was like, awesome. Yeah. It was so good. You never saw that coming. It was, it was great. Were you, guys, yeah. were you guys privy to storylines way in advance, or did you, was it just week to week? Well, let's be honest. I mean, you know, all the decisions that were made on Dollhouse, it had to be run by me first. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The network and Eliza and Joss, you know, they discuss things. They do most of the work. And then they call me and I say yes or no. So, <laughs> Tomo, it's Rupert Murdoch. Exactly. <laughs> Rupert, I'm going to have to put you on hold. Oh, that's fine. I love you. Good voice. Oh, I'm thanks. sure he'll love that. <laughs> I'm sure. Guess who's never going to work for Fox now? Yay. Um, but I also think, sorry, because I talk a lot, um, the, the cool thing about that, too, is that for us, there were times where I didn't necessarily want to know what was going to happen in yeah. three shows, because then subconsciously you can even sort of be foreshadowing before it's meant to be, meant to be and before it's time. And so I, I like that, that we don't always know, like, oh, I'm going to be evil and be the mastermind behind this whole thing by the end. And Boyd didn't know it either, and so that once it happened... He, you know, came in at the right time with that 
like nasty evil look in his eye. And Harry's such a good actor, man. He was it was awesome when he made the twist. It yep. was great, great yep. to see. And Pat Oswalt, woo, he's here. Yeah. yeah uh, now you you uh, you punch Patton show. in the stomach. I you guys are pretty evenly matched. So <laughs> you know what. He's lucky that's all I get, man. He was going to get more. He... And someone on Twitter had asked about the, the orgy with Tomo and myself mm-hmm. and the, the butter orgy. Of course they did. What did they, they wanted to know. What, that's in the, um, in the DVD extras, if they, uh, if they want to find that. Excellent. have got to get that DVD. That's good Twitter question. The butter orgy. We did spend time in that van together. Yes, the van. The van. Patton was awesome. He was He's so funny best. to work with. I love him. So I think we just before we wrap it up, uh, there's just, a little girl here who should get to ask a question. Jesus, is that you? I shouldn't be talking about butter orgies in front of. Sorry. Right here. You should, you should, uh, that okay. could mean anything. Yeah, one more question from the little girl I've been for swearing. sure. I'm could... so sorry. I thought this was 18 plus. No. Hey, little lady. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> Impressionable, um, precious little girl. When you played um, Faith, uh, what does five by five mean? <laughs> Good job. I mean, it means it means all good, baby. It means everything is five by five. Everything's cool. Everything's everything's good. What's yeah, it's that? a square. Five by five is a square. Yeah. We're good. Thank you. Thank you. Don't tell Are you doing this to me, homie? <laughs> Adorable. Uh, all right. So before we, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, st- stuff you're working on now, are you, have you talked to, are you talking about the Battlestar movie at all? Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Uh, Battlestar movie, Battlestar movie. I think the movie, Battlestar movie, that you might be talking about is with some uh, different people. Mother... Yes, you originally had the rights to it, and they're, they're, it's going to be totally reimagined if that does happen. All right, forget all that crap. Forget all that crap. You did an awesome you. Mortal Kombat thing with, with Marissa's yeah, uh, with, uh, brother, right? Yeah, Kevin Tancheron, really talented. And my buddy Alex and I just finished working on it. That was a ton of fun. That's dope. Yes, yeah, so watch that. that. Keep yep. me employed. <laughs> I need a job. Eliza, what about... A couple of people on Twitter said that there were Ghostbusters 3 rumors floating around for you. Is that uh, the case? The internet loves its rumors. Okay. <laughs> um, no, there's a lot of rumors. There's the Ghostbusters three. There's True Lies two. There's still a Faith spinoff. I mean, they're all they're all rumors, um, and until they're not, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, is there any? Is it what? What, uh, what are you working on now? That uh, I mean, I'm I am working and produ- really getting this movie, this movie that I'm producing yeah. finished. It was difficult to do while we were shooting the show and the time is now. I mean, mm-hmm. after eight years, this thing has got to happen. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I also, you know, just started a, a charity organization called Humanitar, which is I'm Albanian descent mm-hmm. and Humanitar means humanitarian Albanian. I'm doing a lot of work with uh, my mother, who I just talked to this morning. She's in Uganda. Whoever's here that contributed to my 30-30-30 birthday campaign, thank you so much. Mama Judy is on the ground in northern Uganda. Um, We're building a center for rehabilitation and reintegration of former child soldiers of war there. And uh, you guys were awesome. That means a lot to us. Um, And... uh, and also, I mean, really, I know that, it, that, that some of you are like, what's the next thing? But it, I, it's really important to me at this point in my career to be discerning about what I bring to you guys. I don't want to bring you crap. So it's, <laughs> not that, it's not easy to just, I mean, it is easy to just pick anything, but I want to find the right thing. And God knows I've made a couple bad choices in my career. So I'm trying to keep those to a, a minimum and really make sure that whatever I bring you next and serve you up is only the best. Wow! I mean, if you want to see me, if you want to see me, I'll be um, I'll be performing Hamlet <laughs> in the Yukon at the uh, uh, community theater in Whitehorse, Yukon. Um, you can get a plane ticket right now for about three forty-five return. So come see me. I start. Uh, 
couple <laughs> to a theater full of vampires for thirty days of night uh, in the Yukon. Uh, but thank you guys so much for being here. I mean, uh, honestly, then I, I, you know we chat a little bit backstage. It, it, like you guys are genuinely nice people, and I think that's what that's one of the things that comes through in your performances. And I think that's one of the things that the nerds appreciate about you guys so much. So thank you so much for being here, Tom O'Pennigan, Eliza Dushko. I am Chris Hardwick. Thank you. Have yes, a great rest you. of the C2E2. You're awesome. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.